I'm Jean McCaddy, and you're listening to FTTV. Back to, to see this off after Christmas, Scott. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, mate. How you doing? <laughs> I'm alright, man. I'm alright. Uh, the last he's, he's back in the airwaves of FTCB. Mr. Jack Higgins, how are you? He's muted. Because no, he's eating a stir-fry. He's eating a stir-fry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to expose him right at the start of the uh, show. I've the... had, had a fabulous New Year's night um, in myself. <laughs> The COVID, uh, so I yeah, one of the best. I thought we were gonna, you know, start the year on the podcast and like a light-hearted, happy note, you know. But it feels like you've just taken the opportunity to vent to the the listeners, no, and vent. I don't. No, no, just <laughs> it's just that you wished Scott a happy new year. You, I noticed that you didn't wish me one. <laughs> I was going to wish you a happy new year, but but then you fucked up with your stir frying. You know what I mean? That that's not me. Um, but we we're going from stir fry to mac and cheese with hot sauce because it's time at long last to talk about the the series finale of Hawkeye. But um, Jack, you've not. You've not been here, obviously, for the last reviews we've done. So just to sum up, you enjoyed Hawkeye? Think it was a good show? Ah, it's been all right, yeah. Uh, you know, you'll see from my rankings, it was sort of mid, mid-table. mid I think it was number three mm. out of the, the Marvel shows that we've got so far. But um, I, I, I don't know. It's been an easier watch, I think, than most this time around. Um, I've liked the chemistry of a lot of the characters. Um, and I think... Uh, it came to a nice head again um, for the, the finale, to be honest, because you're always holding out for something to hang on to in the last couple of episodes, knowing that you're going to tie the universe together or so, in some in some way. But um, no, I thought the finale done its job. Um, if that had been shit, in my opinion, then the show would have would rank a lot less. Um, for example, with Loki, I thought it was quite a dull show for the most part, and then. You know, ended up coming out at the end of it, quite liking it. So um, I feel like this has had the same effect. Nice. I like it. And Scott, you've been here the entire time. We talked about the implications of episode five. Uh, the Kingpin, you know, is in the MCU. And we kick off this episode, the kind of the way we left it off. Eleanor meets with the Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio back, uh, rocking a, a new look, uh, shall we say. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> looks like he's going through a bit of a, a midlife crisis, uh, but she's basically saying that uh, she wants to leave and, and she's done with it. But what did you think about our first real reintroduction to the Kingpin here? Uh, I love how early it was, to be fair, mm-hmm. like right into it, no firing about, and we get plenty of them in this, which is good. Uh, <laughs> when I was watching the scene at the start, like, and things are quite tense and then he starts twitching. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this acting's amazing. But then it just happens, like, for the entire scene. It's like mm-hmm. he twitches more than me. That's yeah. the epilepsy joke. But, <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but like, 
he's, uh, he's great in Daredevil, and I think in the rest of this, it was good. It's just that one wee thing. I was like, he's twitching a lot, and for some reason, just tweet. But she's brilliant in this scene. It's like two powerhouses going against each other. Loved it. Good start. It's, it's two, like, like you said, it's top-tier actors. You know what I mean? And it's, it's wonderful to see. But Jack, you, I don't believe, watched Daredevil. So this would have been like your first real introduction to Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Like, what were your thoughts on him just off the bat? Oh, I mean, 100% nailed it. Um, I, I, as you said, not seen it in Daredevil, but you highly rated him before. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when the <clears throat> when the news broke that he was going to be playing it again, you did, I think you were straight on the phone to me say, saying, like, um, <laughs> yeah. so, no, nah, I think he lived up to expectations, loved it, loved his acting, uh, very subtle stuff that he was doing. And I don't know, the way, his delivery of lines was excellent. Like, um, there is one particular one He's like, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> I was yeah. like, fucking excellent. <laughs> do you know who he's um, like? He's very, it's not like copying Alan Rickman, but it's Alan Rickman like in his delivery. What it gave me was a, a kind of real comic book villain vibe. Like, mm-hmm. I think he lived up to what a comic kingpin should sound like and act yeah. like and um, the way he carries himself. And I loved that, you know, He's not superhumanly huge, you know what I mean? Uh, he's like like Kingpin's always depicted. He's always fucking massive, but he does get hit with a car and just like gets back up and shit. So clearly he's a unit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're not. They're, they're almost. They're not giving a nod to the comic that he is still massively strong, and that's why he's a powerful, yeah. you know, a powerful guy. Absorbs everything, and that's yeah. that's that's a difference. Uh, in Daredevil, he's not like that. You know what I mean? Like he, ble- he's a d- decent fighter, uh, but he bleeds and all that. And uh, like he's, he's not doesn't have that power set. So that is a slight change. But yeah. I would urge, I urge you if you do get the chance, and that goes to everyone listening, go and watch Daredevil, the Netflix show. Because spoiler, alert, I think everyone who's listening to this would have seen No Way Home by now. But uh, Charlie Cox comes back as Matt Murdock in that show, uh, in that film. Sorry. So it's important <laughs> now to watch it and. I think, big shout here, Vincent D'Onofrio in that show is maybe the best villain performance ever in any comic book thing like that's been done. I I just think, I think of him very highly. Scott, am I I out of line for saying that or like, is he up there? I think, I think he might be up there, yeah. Daredevil's like, I think you need to watch Daredevil because he's got a lot more time to kind of go through the stages and you see him progress and be more menacing throughout and everything. It's great. He's a lot better than that, but I do like that we see a bit more of his kind of physicality than we perhaps do in Daredevil as well. A wee bit more of his fashion sense as well in that season. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe this was the look they went for, because he was always so sharply dressed in Daredevil, you know what I mean? He was a bit of a, a fashion icon, but then he comes in here looking like a, like a guy, a da who's went to Hulk Hogan's like fucking Hawaiian shop, you know what I mean? Just picked out the first t- uh, shirt he saw. It's mad, um, but we're getting to the rest I mean, of the show. After, I thought the costumes <laughs> were spot on. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, to each their own. No, I must say that, like, sorry to cut across, but he's both kind of touched on the acting from from him. Um, you've said his name a couple of times, I've already forgot it, but... Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, great guy. D'Onofrio, what a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what's, your, what's your chops for um, the conjuring cheese? Good in that, I know. Vera Farmiga. I used to give her absolute powers. I remember, like, go back and listen to the Conjuring episodes that I've done one and two, I think. I yeah. fucking slate them because she's terrifying to look at. Um, and see, see, even in this, like, she, you know, um, 
out with a, a horror genre. It's like she does. She holds such a great, I don't know, presence. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit frightening, you know. She's got that motherly instinct going on um, yeah. in this particular. So, um, no, I thought she was excellent as well. And, and like you said, Scott, that scene in particular to start us off for the finale was like, like, well, here we go, class. Um, you know. Nah, very good. And well, Jack, we need to get into the rest of it here because they go to the party, there's the sort of confrontations and all that. But the big thing we're looking forward to coming back was the double act. You know what I mean? It was it was Yelena and it was Kate Bishop. Uh, and they get into it again. Yelena just sort of shows up at the party and they have the scene in the in the elevator. Uh, were you a fan of how the dynamic continued here with Yelena and Kate in the finale? Oh, I loved it, mate. Yeah, massive fan. Uh, I thought that was one of the best things of the show, actually. Um, again, that when I talking about the the uh, the chemistry, I think that they had was excellent. Um, and strangely enough, the chemistry with Clint and uh, uh, Kate as well, I thought was was really good and really well played. Um, so acting props to both of them and to Yelena as well. Um, I think there's, there's very little in the show that I disliked, but it's not a groundbreaking. Yeah, in invention that's happened, you know, um, in terms of pumping out Mar- Marvel content, but it was great for Christmas, and yeah, I think, like I said, the really good chemistry from the, the characters kind of helped it along. Yeah, and you need that smaller scale stuff, I think, obviously, we talked about No Way Home coming out, and that's fucking epic multiverse, you know, <laughs> possibilities going on, but you need this this smaller shit going on, and it's got, I think, the difference here with Yelena and Kate Obviously, the last episode we got that, we described it as a, a sort of Tarantino-esque scene uh, with the mac and cheese. We get the banter here in the elevator. She's pushing all the buttons, like, why did you do that? But when we get a scene on fight, like, and it's almost like, we keep bringing up Daredevil, it's almost like a Daredevil hallway-style fight across the floors of the office. Like, that's a really, really good scene, I think. Yeah, it is the kind of, like, pan and shot through the different rooms. It's, it is, and uh, you see you see who's a better fighter as well. It's clear that... Kate's a bit more kind of scrappy, and but they're both not trying to hurt each other. Whereas uh, Yelena's kind of holding back, and then, then at the end where she's talking about how good her form was during the fight and all that, yeah, <laughs> uh, she's really good. The two of them are great, um, and I feel like they've got a kind of childish sister type bond going on there as well. That might kind of I don't know. It might, it's nice to see seeing as Yelena's lost her sister that mm. there could be a kind of similar wee bond beginning there. That's lovely. That's nice, isn't it? That is lovely. She's lost a sister, but Marvel gives her another one right away. Another one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this is a new one, a better one. Uh, But uh, Jack, (laughs) one of the highlights of the season for me has been is not not you, Jack, but the other Jack. He he shows up here and he's just in the the background. He's helping with the LARPers, but highlight of the season for me, and I'm so happy he wasn't the bad guy. Like, what what are your thoughts on on Jack, the other Jack in this show? (laughs) I know, I thought he was excellent as well. Um, (laughs) I don't even know what else to say. He's just just one of the characters. He's like, uh, if you've not seen Shang-Chi yet, he's like when um, Thingway turns up again, the the Mandarin (laughs) makes a reappearance. It was like just that that pure deadpan comic relief throughout it. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was excellent in that role. Just um, and and because all the fingers were pointed at him for a point as well. Yeah, your, your whole um, perception of him changed. Well, uh, for me, it did anyway. I was kind of I was under the impression he was a ba- a, a bad bastard uh, earlier. Yeah. So, oh, um, I wish you were here because we we weren't buying it. 
we didn't buy it for a second. <laughs> we, we, I think we said from episode one, like he's the fall guy. He's he's been set up here, you know. Like yeah. we were, <laughs> I thought he, he does, was somewhat involved, to be fair. Yeah, doesn't but have the brains brains for that involved. operation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Scott, we we'll go from the comic relief to the sort of tragic heart of this story because we barely talked about Clint, but we knew he was going to have to have a, a face off with Yelena here. And he does the classic Pikachu in Pokemon the movie where he just refuses to fight back. Um, <laughs> basically, Yelena's confronting him about the, the death of Natasha and doesn't believe him um, at first. And it's really emotional stuff here. And I think the performances from Jeremy Renner and Florence Pugh are what helps this stand out. Uh, it's just a really fantastic scene and satisfying. I don't think it, it surprised us in any way. It's kind of what we were expecting, but it was satisfying to see. Yeah, um, I think it was quite a difficult thing to pull off. It's because um, you're kind of wondering how he's going to convince her when she's so dead set on doing a job and finishing him off. Like how he's going to convince her what happened when it sounds so well crazy. But um, she she says a line that's something along like you had so much time with her, and that yeah. was oh, that hit hard, mate. That hit hard. That was yeah, and she delivered it so well. And then she like does it like when she's crying. Then she does this wee whimper as well, and it's like oh. But uh, she, there was something, oh yeah, see when he does a whistle, yeah. like, I do like it and it fits in well, but Batman versus Superman just gave me pure Martha vibes. Mate. Do you know what I mean? Same thing. Same, yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It, I excuse it, because good flashback to Black Widow, I get mm. it, but it gave me Batman versus Superman vibes and it gave me West Side Story vibes. And I don't know if it's because I watch West Side Story <laughs> very, very, very soon at this point, but that's where they made me off. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't think it takes away, away from it too much. It's just definitely something that pops into your head and you're like, it just reminds you of a shite scene from something else. So I feel like it's a wee bit unfair to judge it get the marks down for that. But um, that. It just it's definitely something that pops off in your head when you see it. Why did you say that name? Uh, but yeah, I think I think they pull it off because like Jeremy Renner's a solid actress, but for me, Florence Pugh is going to be like a generational actress. Like she's going to be our, our medal. She'll be our medal streak. I think. I think she's just she's that fucking good. But Jack, what were what was your opinion on the scene? Obviously, you you saw this coming. Uh, the background. Are you happy with the way this storyline was tied up? Was that a bit too convenient for you? What do you think? Uh, no, it was fine. It was absolutely fine. Don't think I was quite as emotional as maybe Scott was, but it sounds like you're eating all the way through it. This is emotional time, Jack. You know, you need to let him off. You know, it's like... <laughs> uh, this isolation does things to you, man. Uh, no, I think so. I think it was enough to to you know tie it up. Um, I, I think. I've never really fully understood Clint and, uh, and Natasha's like relationship anyway. So I guess to me it's like yes, it's a bit stale. But you know, I was there. I was on the edge of the fucking cliff with him. I seen him. He did try to kill. His, he really did try to give himself up, mm. and she fought harder. So yeah. I'm trying to in my head go, you know, convince you, Lena, but she wasn't buying it, was she? No, she wasn't. She wasn't. No, no until that whistle. I know, known to the whistle. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like, 
not many people would probably be able to beat Black Widow in hand-to-hand combat for which what we've seen. I watched Infinity War recently, and she's fucking taking aliens and shit down. You know what I mean? She was very good. People forget. You know, it's like, it's like she, what she did. She was she was pretty she was pretty apt. But uh, they get off of there, and basically, Jack, and another side of this, we have the the tracksuit mafia uh, shit going on, and Kazi. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kazi is uh, confronted by Maya, um, and basically Maya is forced to kill him before heading on to Kingpin uh, <laughs> at the end. But we'll, we'll leave the Kingpin stuff for now. Like the Kazi stuff, did you think this just was sort of auxiliary, or did you like the the relationship between Kazi uh, and Maya throughout the series? Uh, aye, auxiliary, auxiliary yeah. for me. By the wayside. But I I I like the exposure for sign language and shit. Um, I like that. I like that kind of dynamic, I suppose. Um, and I thought he was good. I like him as an actor. I liked him in Les Mis and stuff. Um, wait, wait a minute. Who was he in Les Mis? Uh, I didn't know this. One of the students, but I'm not sure what he was. Really? Oh, God. Uh, What's the more you know? He's Maybe they should have put him in the musical. He played it on stage. I've seen him live, I'm sure. For half the evening, this. Fucking hell. Uh, he's, yeah, he was a West End actor before he turned this. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a school day, you know? Uh, oh, he's, he's Irish. Oh, GD. DD me. Oh, well. Very good. <laughs> uh, so I know, I thought he was I thought he was good, didn't I? I thought he um, done well for the for the role. And yeah, the storyline itself, exactly what it does is it reveals the Kingpin link. Uh, and that was satisfied enough. Yeah. Very, very pleased. Very pleased. And uh, Scott, we then get into, we've talked about the, the fighting ability. You've said that, you know, Kate's not quite there. She's getting something beaten by Elena. We've talked about the increased ability of Kingpin. It's time for Kate and Kingpin to, <laughs> to have a wee scrap. And it's safe to say that we see Kate Bishop as just the, the person who won't stay down because she's certainly really not, you know, putting any significant punches in Kingpin uh, throughout most of this. She's basically there to get beat up. Ah, she takes some big hits, actually. Aye. Aye. Oh, oh, before that, though, more chick arrows in this. Like, see on the ice rink? Yeah. Some, some fucking brutal ones. Like, one guy <laughs> gets hit in the leg. With, like that leg's gone like it ice is over that leg is gone yeah not even that yeah say, that, that's a sub-zero mortal combat finishing uh, move right there, there. One, one people day. get carried away by an owl to be eaten later i'm guessing uh, yeah. by like the chick or something <laughs> like, some fucking brutal stuff happens there um but i the kingpin fight was good uh like but even when he gets hit with the car and they show that and he gets proper like fucking ragdolled man that <laughs> That was a good effect. That looked like a proper hit as well. Yeah. In fact, he gets battered a lot as well. Doesn't he? Yeah. He gets thrown about. Um, but yeah, we see that physicality that we get snippets of in Daredevil. It was good to see. And we see her kind of pulling together what she's learned throughout the season with different trick arrows and stuff like that to, to kind of hold up her own. Uh, it was another good wee scrap. It was quite, it was filled with wee 1v1 scraps, wasn't it? It was quite busy. But yeah. um, I think they held it together. Was it was a busy episode, but then you know, just sort of seize off Kingpin and Jack. We get this the sort of moral dilemma of this episode. You know, the, the hero has to sacrifice and all that. What did you make of Kate's decision to send her more to prison? You know, are you for it? Do you think, yeah, you could have, you could maybe could have forgave her. Maybe shouldn't have done that. Like, what do what do you think as a 
as someone who finds Vera Farmiga quite scary, would you have would you have appreciated her still being wandering the streets? Send her, send her to the slammer. <laughs> Lock her up and throw away the key. <laughs> I would. She was a, a horrible, a terrible mother. Putting her, she can't preach that she's looking out for her daughter and she's, she's you know, she's protecting her from that life. Like, protect her from that life by not getting into that life in the first place, you're fucking dafty. <laughs> so yes, send her down, send her down. So, so, yeah, that's a pretty definitive point of view. So I'm happy with that. There's no, no ups and downs and no maybe's about it. Yeah, that's fair enough, that's fair enough. Um, but we now see Scott, he gets home for Christmas. It's what we wanted for the show. You know, all yeah. we wanted was kind of get home for Christmas. And I will say, we see something that I definitely called. Definitely said was going to happen. <laughs> Agent Nineteen. We've been talking about it, and you could you could track it from the first episode. Where we're like, there's something going on with Laura here. Ah, she's getting involved quite like her. Wait a minute, how does she know all this? It's because she was the fucking mockingbird uh, in the Marvel universe. Were you were you pleased with this little nugget of knowledge we were treated to at the end? That basically this whole show is being caused by her fucking watch. That's that's basically the problem. It was never really about the Ronin overall. It was about her watch. It was protect her as much as it was to protect Clint. I like that tie back with the watch because I kind of forgotten about it, um, and I like that. Like we see that she's had kind of experience in the field or whatever, so she is kind of someone who would be a bit more understanding with his situation and someone who would be like his guy in the chair, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like that reveal. Yeah. Could we see a guy in the chair spin-off show uh, with with Laura and Ned and all the other? Uh, maybe Katie from uh, Shang-Chi that'd be a nice wee team up but Jack what do you think is is Velma going to fire up the mystery machine and get back in the action at some point in the FCU or we're going to see a Linda Cardellini fight scene or do you think this is just a wee a wee nod um, I very good question I wouldn't mind her in, uh, in it. I'm not, I'm, I guess I have no direct feelings towards that stuff no, and uh, it's all in stark contrast. This, this, this agent, <laughs> I didn't watch Shield or anything like that, and you know this age, Agent Nineteen or whatever you have just been speaking about mm. kind of just goes over my head if I'm honest. But sounds interesting. All for it. Get her back in. Get the specs on her. Get yep. the get the turtleneck on her. The uh, the the orange turtleneck. And uh, happy days. And she'll be back. She'll be We'll all, be, we'll all be happy. We'll all be pleased at that point in time. But it's got the big question coming out here is probably going to be answered in Echo. And I think this relates going forward to what we're going to see. Obviously, an Echo show has been announced. We last see Maya gun up, hear the shot fired. We do not see Kingpin die, which makes me think he is 100% not dead and will show up in the Echo show. How are you looking forward to seeing that particular storyline continue? Uh, it's difficult for me, man, because like, throughout this season, I was kind of hoping Echo would be a bit more interesting, and although we still get her storyline, I never really got too involved or invested in that. So, to be honest, no, I'm, I'm interested in the Kingpin, and that's what I was worried her season would be about, like someone else carrying, like someone else's um, role being the more important one, even though it's her named season, it's meant to be about her, you know? Mm. So, um. I, I don't think Kingpin will be dead. They wouldn't bring him in just to kill him off, surely. No. So, what to see him not really asked about Echo. 
So, Jack, basically the same question to you. What's your feeling on the show? And do you think the Echo Show is going to be used to bring in maybe more of the Netflix characters? Will Charlie Cox, as Daredevil, pop up again in that show, for example? No, I think so. I think what they're going to probably look to do is have a, a an MC TV uh, universe, mm-hmm. almost. They already have that, I suppose. But, like, you know, start to link that and have a multiverse amongst them. Um with Kingpin being the the main the main baddie because he isn't too uh, extraterrestrial or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not he's uh, like Falcon Winter Soldier level. <laughs> you know, probably yeah. even less than that, I suppose. Yeah, he's yeah, not really he, international. He's just like yeah, yeah New York. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So just get you know get them together. You've got like uh, trying to think of the other ones, Iron Fist and Punisher. These other ones that Punisher. Might, might make appearances as villains or or um yeah, anti-heroes you know like mm. they get they get in the way of others um echo i'm not that fussed about like again similar to scott i wasn't massively invested but i did enjoy the commentary for it and um i guess i actually liked kazi better than i liked maya <laughs> if i'm honest like the, the kind of acting in that or like the 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 awkwardness of the character i didn't realize he was going to be a pure ride or die for kingpin to be honest that actually annoyed me a wee bit because yeah. I, I was hoping that he'd have been more ride and die for her, uh, mm. personally. But, uh, yeah, I, I think she'll be interesting enough. Is Echo going to have any actual power, apart from the fact that she's obviously um, got a heightened ability, similar to Daredevil, I suppose? I think I think that's basically it. Maybe we'll see that sort of trained up more, because uh, obviously there's the interesting parallel because Daredevil is blind, you know what I mean? So maybe yeah. you can teach her a thing or two. Um, like regarding using your heightened sentences to your advantage because Torres isn't here I feel I need to pick up on your point about Punisher because I know that he'd say that's who he really wants to come in <laughs> to uh, in that show and John Bernthal is just phenomenal I've seen him in two movies this year King Richard and Many Saints of New York he was phenomenal in both Um, he needs to come back for me the one I'll ride and die for Jessica Jones would love to see Jessica Jones back in the MCU. Uh, Kirsten Ritter uh, as that character was probably my favourite of the Netflix shows because I think David Tennant's performance in the first season always gets quoted, but I love that character as it, as it was going forward anyway. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how everything goes. But uh, for now, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be doing our uh, next review uh, of the Boba Fett show coming out soon so yeah be sure to listen to that but from myself it's goodbye and from everyone else see you later happy new year